Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. This is Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network. And, and now we have another surprise guest that just walked into the office uh, in the studio. And, I mean, I said we had two common-sense Democrats. Now, uh, Dick Morris just walked in. And, Dick Morris, I've lost track. Are you a common-sense Democrat or a common-sense Republican? What the heck are you? I'm a both person. <laughs> You're what? Like a boat person, one of those people that, like, escaped Vietnam and yeah. lives in a boat in the South China Sea. A drift between the parties. Um, actually, I'm where I've always been on the 50 yard line, but now that's in the end zone. The field has moved <laughs> now, decisively I mean, uh, to the left. What do you have on, you know, uh, it's good to see you on a Friday. Uh, t- how do we say it? TGIF, Dominic? Yes, Thanks TGIF. God it's Friday. Yes, yes, yes. What do you have in your mind? Well, uh, I think that this balloon incident really uh, is speaks volumes about Joe Biden as president. Uh, we have to understand that any, when a president does something on economic policy or domestic policy, it's the product of a huge number of inputs and conflicting forces. But foreign policy is something you do in your bathrobe as president. You're, you're the president. You're the commander in chief. It's all yours. You can call in people that you want for advice, but basically it's your doing. It's not Congress or anything else. And, uh, I mean, I've seen, who's been with Bill Clinton in, literally in his bathrobe when he makes decisions about this stuff. And um, I think that it provides a rare view of a president in action or in inaction and gives you a real sense of what they like as people and as the president. And this is not an attractive portrait Joe Biden presented. And, when, and tell us about uh, his uh, speech on uh, the state of the uh, of the nation, what did you think? Well, let me get to that in a sec, Kat. Yeah, go ahead. I just want to stay on this theme. The The deal is that uh, he reacted, he dithered when this balloon came out. He didn't know what to do. He had he had literally wouldn't shoot it down. He was told maybe shoot it down. He didn't. Um, he invented some crazy excuse that it's going to brain somebody in Montana uh, if we shoot it down. Hey, Dick, they, yeah. you would have to have... Six military planes fly over Montana and shoot at the ground to kill anybody in Montana. Yeah. Because there's no one that lives there. Yeah, I know. It's, there's 15 it's, people live in Montana and two of them are senators. Uh, <laughs> and one congressperson. That's right. Yes. Um, but uh, but literally, it's it was ridiculous. And he was on display publicly for being such a moron in the way he handled it. Dithering, unsure, probably reversing himself 20 times. And then a second balloon, a second object comes on, and he shoots from the hip. Literally, he didn't know it's Chinese. Well, Congress voted against him four nineteen to zero. Yeah, but when he shoots from the hip, he has no idea that it's Chinese. He doesn't know if it's Russian. Doesn't know it's a surveillance. Doesn't know what it is. He just goes and shoots it down because he's been so scarred by dithering about the previous balloon. So he's overcompensating. Overcompensating. Yeah. yeah. 
and uh, and I think it it shows a a ridiculous lack of leadership, knowledge, and and an executive branch that isn't functioning very well. Now, on his State of the Union speech, I'm more positive than many Republicans are um, because I lived through the Clinton presidency. And in 1995 and 96, we would confront a divided Congress on the State of the Union. And um, in my first draft of the State of the Union speech in 96, um, Clinton told me I cut the budget deficit in half. It's going to be balanced soon. I've cut unemployment. We're going to have a great economy soon and all kinds of stuff that nobody would believe. And I pulled it and I showed that nobody believed it. So he said, but it's true. It happened. The stats are there. I said, don't confuse me with the facts. They don't believe it happened. And if you predicate your message based on this, nobody's going to credit it. Nobody's going to believe that you did it. Now, as it happened, he did. But we didn't know that until several years later when the budget got balanced and the economy got recovered. But so the advice I gave him back then is to focus on small little achievements, bite-sized achievements that were things that he could do and he could credibly say he had done, like family medical leave, like pro-choice judges on the Supreme Court, like uh, school uniforms, like anti-drug Policies yeah, we got schools. one minute left for the break, so t- t- tell us uh, what you want to say. Well, Biden is picking that up. He said that in the speech, insulin price cap, uh, no, not letting banks overcharge you for, de- for overcharge. That's what happened back in the 80s, 90s when you were running things. Yeah. But then you know what happened? They, they Since the the uh, drug companies couldn't make it uh, for the right price in America, they shifted over to, yeah. uh, to China, but, and that created a bigger problem. But my They're point is, crap. my point is a political <laughs> one. It's that he is has now reduced what he's saying he's doing to bite-sized levels where people can believe it, and I think he'll have attraction about that that he has not had on any of the big. And, and what are you going to talk about Sunday on Sunday show? Well, that. Uh, and hopefully they'll give me a little more time than you have. No, if you want, you're welcome. <laughs> you're, you're not leaving here so soon. You're, you're welcome to stick around, we, but we have to take a break, and then we're, okay. we're coming back with Larry Kudlow. Let's take a break, and then we'll come back with Larry Kudlow. And, and Dick Morris will probably stick around because he enjoys being here. Yeah.